So for this episode, I sit down with RC. He's a young entrepreneur here in Vegas. Uh, his family owns a ministry and he's had some experience working with Ty Lopez in the past. Um, awesome young man. He has a great future ahead of him. Uh, we deep dive in a little bit of his entrepreneurial trials and tribulations. That's a good episode. Started off, do you want to, you know, say your name and where you're from and where you grew up? Sweet. So, uh, name's R.C. Simon, and I grew up actually in, uh, San I was born and raised in San Diego. I grew up a majority of my life there. I was actually out here in Las Vegas when I was younger. Uh, when I was like two or three, moved out here from San Diego for about a decade, lived out in Vegas, and then moved back to California for a little bit over uh, 10 years plus as well. And then now, ending kind of like my my last couple years or however long I'm led out here in uh, Las Vegas so it's just been going back and forth as nice, far as nice. mm -hmm. so what brought you out to Vegas this last time I guess uh, it was just more of a, a calling for just like my family's ministry that was the biggest thing and I think it was just I, I had this type of awakening in my life where I just had a huge transition and I just I decided you know what, it's, it's time to come back. My, a lot of my family does business out here too, and I kind of left what I had in California to, to move out here and just decided. I always fought it because of the weather, uh, but now, I mean, we're, we're kind of like in fall now, and it's pretty chilly, and the weather's changing a lot, so it's been interesting. It's nice. Yeah, you just got to go through a couple, a couple weeks of just real rough heat, and then it yeah. cools off, and then it's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. So how long have you been out in Vegas this time? Just a couple of years? Um, actually, one year. I just hit my one year. Uh, September uh, 2018 is when I moved here, so I just hit my one year uh, out, here, out here in Vegas. Yeah. Nice, nice. So... What did you do? Because did you go to high school in California then? Yeah, yeah. So I graduated in high school. Or I graduated high school out in California, and and then I, I did I did some college, just some college, and then from there I kind of found my way in like different types of jobs and different types of ventures, and kind of ended ended my way back out here. Nice, yeah. nice. So what what college did you enroll in? I was at a community college. Um, it's interesting because after I graduated high school, I got accepted to San Diego State University. And from there, it was uh, I actually denied it. A lot, of, a lot of it had to do with just like money stuff. I didn't want to put my parents on in you know that type of strain mm -hmm. or get into loans. And I, I didn't even know what I wanted to do to be honest. I, I didn't know it was going to be business. Uh, and then after that, I just went to the community college. I was there for about three years. I, I got denied from San Diego State because that's the only place I wanted to go. I, I wanted to stay close. Mm -hmm. I got denied two years in a row, and then my third year. Actually, when I got accepted to like different jobs, different opportunities, it was either go into those jobs or go into San Diego State, and that's when I got accepted. Actually, it's funny. I moved out to LA, and that's where I, I started working for for Ty Lopez. Mm -hmm. So I got that job out there in LA. I, I moved, and then right when I moved, that first month, I got accepted to San Diego State. So it was either should I keep working this job, grow with this company, or should I? pursue which I, I applied for accounting or should I go ahead and uh, pursue that finish my two years off and get my degree and obviously That's a tough decision. yeah I went the other route and then the rest was the rest was history you know and I, I don't see myself going back I know my parents they always told me like hey you should finish you should finish but it finally got to the point where like 
okay, this makes sense. Like, we see what your success, we see what you're doing now. Like, this makes sense. I don't, they, they don't even question me going back to school anymore after a couple of years. That's good. Yeah. So how hard of a decision was that? And how'd you, how'd you weigh the pros and cons? You know, it, it was tough. It was a really tough decision. I even told my managers there at the company how I got accepted. And they were just telling me, like, should you do this? Or if you want to leave, I mean, you just got here. It's up to you. You know, they just left it an open door. And it was a tough decision. I really just kind of followed... You could say like your gut or your intuition. That's what a lot of people say. Like just kind of following your heart is what I tell a lot of people. And my heart didn't feel right to go back because I was fighting. I was. It's like, it's like for a couple years I got denied from from state. And then I was like, okay, is this what I sh- should do? And then the second, the moment that I I got a, a job or a place where I was supposed to be, it just happened. Like okay, now you got accepted now. And I was like, you know what? If this is gonna happen, if it's gonna try pulling me away, I'd rather just stay here because I'm already settled. I'm already kind of. I'm already kind of got my feet wet you know mm-hmm. I, I got my foot foot in the door and i'm like i'm just gonna go run with this and see where it goes i can go back to school again i can go and get accepted again if i really need needed to right so i just saw the opportunity cost of being in that position was so rare and his company was just it was so new and there was so much opportunity there that yeah, hey if i got fired or if things didn't work out in a year or two school was always an option down the road mm-hmm. yeah but but working with him wouldn't have been an option down the road definitely not yeah because especially nowadays, like I, I talk, a, I talk a lot about this. Like with new breed types of companies, you don't know where they're going. Like with innovation and where competitions, competition is nowadays. There's just so much out there that things can change dramatically. When I left the company, there was so much change going on on a day to day basis that it, it almost overwhelmed me because I didn't know if if that it was even a secure job mm-hmm. at that point. And I'm not saying it wasn't or was not, but I just saw so much change, so much going on with. Uh, all the d- different departments, where, where the company was going, how it was even moving out of the city and branching out to different states. They were asking us to move to different cities. Really? There was just no stability in that type of environment, personally, from what I saw. And I wanted to stay in California. That was my thing, you know, being, a, being in California. I was always known as, like, the California guy, the California boy, and then moving to Vegas, it was a shock even for my family. Mm-hmm. So... So how was it working for that company? Did you like it? Enjoy your time there other than the, you know, like you said, the, them wanting to move you all over the place. Right? Yeah, I loved it, man. It was probably one of the greatest uh, times in my life because I just saw how to grow a company from the ground up. I saw how Ty really built his personal brand just from the ground up. And, and on a day-to-day basis, he had all these types of entrepreneurs, people running different types of businesses, industries. Every day I got to meet them. I got to meet their type of personality, who they were, all their, all their trials, what they went through, but also the person that they were, how they carried themselves. And to me, I think the biggest thing that you can learn from a lot of these uh, types of uh, uh, people are just the people they are, but also the osmosis of being in the same room mm-hmm. and learning uh, like their story, obviously, but learning the type of person they are to kind of get to where they're at. They had so much confidence. There are all these different types of people, and it was a great it was a great experience overall. I could say a majority of that, like I, I was so into the company, I was I was like loyal, right? You know, we're talking about loyal to the soil. <laughs> yeah. I was loyal to that company because I just love the environment. I love growing. I love learning new things. I love I love where things starting to adapt, and that's the kind of person that Ty was too. He always he'd come into the office. I remember when I first started, at least once a month, he'd give like a thirty minute hour talk, and and then towards the end of my time, the last year, 
Um, he was actually, he was training our whole team. Like he would be training the marketing team, the sales team. He'd be training people. He'd be in the trenches sharing insight. And I think the best times when like I learned from him are when he'd be going on his rants, you know, cause he'd be so fired up. He'd be giving all his nuggets and just how he operates. He'll give us like, oh, this is what I do when I wake up. I get like a yellow pad and pen and then I just start mapping my day out. This is what you guys need to do. So he was building habits into us and then we'd be learning from all the other speakers. So he'd bring a lot of people from like the best industries, whether it was like guys just doing like Airbnb, people selling energy drinks to whatever types, he'd bring the best of the best in based on his personal brand. And then we'd learn what they've done and how they got to, their, to where they're at in their companies and just where they're at today and their success. So it was a great environment. It was such a, it was a place where at my, in, in the point of my life, cause I'm 26 now, about to turn 27. I, I, I hopped onto the company when I was 22, 23. And to me, that's like, that was a prime state. I was just open. I was just absorbing to learn so much. And there was a lot of people that worked for his company that didn't take that to heart. But mm-hmm. me, I'm always like willing to grow, willing to learn from the top and also pick these guys' brains even if I had a few seconds, a few minutes with them. So it was great. It was the opportunity of just being there and then having that type of environment really breeded a lot of even my success today to where I'm at. That's really powerful. And mm-hmm. I think that's a... You know, an option a lot of people don't realize. They think they have to be going through the traditional model of school, you know. Mm -hmm. But in a way, that's an education. Surrounding yourself with those powerful entrepreneurs in all these different industries and being there for those talks and stuff, that's that's an education in and of itself. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So about how long were you with Ty then? Um, So almost three years. Almost three years. years, My first year I got hired on as just like a customer support rep. So I was just on the phone (laughs) selling low ticket products or just helping people with like passwords, you know, simple stuff. And then I, I, I'd be answering the phone, and they saw that I can get I can get I can get on the phone, and I just start selling them to like the other products because I believed in it, mm-hmm. right? So they're in these lower ticket products. Ty had some higher higher tier products, a few hundred to a couple thousand, and I would just be selling them into it. Eight months later, I got I got promoted to the sales team, and then from there I was I was just I kind of just crushed it. After that, I took the opportunity, I took all the sales calls that I could get, and then. Um, by my third year there, I became the manager of the sales team. Really? So I kind of like just kind of took over and then I was managing the team while I was still doing high numbers. So it was, I was a, just a pretty motivated dude. Like that was my thing. Like if I, I, if I believed in a product, cause I believed in a lot of his products, I believed in what he did. And that, that was me. Like all, that's all it really takes. That's, that's what I tell a lot of people. Like just starting off, if you have belief, like you can pretty much sell or share any type of vision to people. And especially cause all these guys were hot. They already knew who Ty was. They were. It wasn't no no random people. They were already hot. It was easy to share that vision, and we'd sell them into different online products or even just events. Because he started getting into the event space that last that last year, mm-hmm. so he was doing like I need at least one event that I'm hosting per month, but I want to be at a, multiple events that are from other people that those same the, that same month as well. So it, it was amazing, man, and I got to learn. I think a lot of what I learned too from managing a team, managing expectations, managing emotions, you know, the day-to-day process. They talk about like your DMOs, your daily method of operations. And I actually, I learned all this because beforehand, like how did I even get to that opportunity with Ty? I actually did network marketing for three years. Oh, really? So I did network marketing for one company. I was looking at a whole different company. So I told myself in five years, I have this thing where I, I went to over a hundred plus networking events in five years. Cause I was always in the trenches, just learning, just learning, just learning. And that's actually how I got my, 
uh, my sales skills, how I learned how to sell, how I learned how to share. Honestly, when I think about sales, I just think of it as just sharing like a great product or, or service. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Like, and just being able to have the utmost belief in it. So I got into that, but I met people that worked for Ty's company that referred us over and I was fighting it for like a year. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go to school. And then after a year later, I kept getting denied. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take the opportunity. And then that's kind of like how I, I focused. So right when I already got into the customer support position, I was already like on the phone. I already had skill sets that I learned from my previous uh, company that I was part of. And I believed in it. I was in the trenches. You know, I still like, I still respect a lot of the people that are in the industry. I still respect it overall just as a whole, but I knew that's who I became. That's how I learned to become the person I am today, just from just that alone. And then it kind of just grew and, yeah, now now I think that's what kind of like breeded a lot of that success up until this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's awesome, and it sounds like you did those things early on to set yourself up. So there was no there was no accident. You didn't just fall in. You were doing the network marketing. You were doing the networking events as much as you can, which led and kept rolling. And it almost worked out perfectly in your favor because you're trying to get in San Diego State. You're trying to get in San Diego State, and then finally, once you got into that customer support role, then you know, you're getting accepted. Yeah. So it's funny how everything lays out like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, what, were you just ready to be on your own or why did you leave the, the company? Yeah, man, there was like so many different factors. Um, I, like I said, I was, I was pretty secure actually with the company. I knew I was secure at the position I was at because they, they liked my leadership, they liked who I was as a person. And it's so interesting, like I just, I guess it was just to me, I, you can call it like a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my thing where I wasn't, there was a point of part of me that was a little bit depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was making good money. You know, it was, he was paying a really great salary. I was, I was managing a team. It was in an environment that I, I truly liked being part of. But there was just something that couldn't fulfill me on the inside. Mm-hmm. And someone asked me the other day or even they, they asked me, I think it was, yeah, it was the other day. And they said, What's, what's the end goal? Like, why are you doing what you're doing today? Like, what's your end goal if you were to be marked as this type of person? I said, my end goal is uh, just to be a speaker. Like, if I, if I can just speak, share good ideas, share good thoughts on a stage or to, like, masses, that would inevitably be, like, my thing. Like, that's where I feel mm-hmm. the ultimate fulfillment, right? And I think it was Tony Robbins that said it. That it says, like, success without, like, fulfillment is the ultimate failure, like you, you're, you're just like a, you, you're, pre, you're pretty much failed if you can't fulfill, if the journey's not fulfilling to you. And those were all parts of the journey. Those were all different parts of chapters in my life. And then when I got to that point where I was like, man, this is what I want to do. I want to be on stages. I want to be able to share a vision. I want to be able to share not just my story, but help other people with whatever they need, whether it's what I'm good at, which is like marketing, or whether it's just like the simple stuff about building a business, building out systems, getting leads for whatever industry you're part of. Or if it's just sharing, like mine is just sharing God's word. Mm-hmm. So it, it all it all kind of came together. Actually, me and my me and my friend, we just start we're starting a new event. It's a free monthly event where people are just coming from all around Vegas. We got some people flying out. Uh, it's going to be here in November and. It's just going to be a whole bunch of people speaking. I'm be speaking on there. A few panels, people that are just in different industries, and they're just sharing their vision. So I'm doing what I'm good at is promoting from event to event, packing the house, giving it free to the community, but also building a platform that allows you to share your story mm-hmm. and share what you're good at, share your expertise. I like that. Yeah. And then I'll get that information um, For sure. from you, and we'll we'll put that in below. And so if anyone's interested, they can attend that because I think that's awesome. Awesome. Um, and where would that be? Where would you put that on at? Uh, where like where um, we're going to be hosting it. Mm-hmm. 
so we looked at a whole bunch of venues. We, we were thinking of going big right out the bat. This is our first event. We're actually going to be here at this. Uh, so what, what people do is they got to go in and they got to RSVP for the location. So it's, we're not just letting them know it's in the location, but it's at a nearby cafe out here in uh, Las Vegas. It's pretty big. Um, we can fit up to like 50 people there. And it's just going to be good. Very intimate, speakers after speakers. And we're looking to just get people from different industries right now. So Nice, yeah. nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what other visions do you have then along with, because I know you want to do the speaking and putting together these platforms, but, mm -hmm. and then you touched on a little bit, you know, um, God's word and everything. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So my family, we have a ministry. It's called uh, Bringing Families Back Ministry. And our, our vision is just to bring, you know, bring not just the physical families back, but even like just we call it the body of Christ, mm -hmm. right? We just want to bring people in to pretty much have a strong relationship with God. That's our thing. I tell people, don't come to me. You know, you you have the power to go directly to God. Like, this is about relationship, and that's all it is. Nothing less, nothing more. We all have our individual relationships with God, and that's kind of like where, where I'm at. And then I'm at a point where I want to be able to share that vision, but also uh, preach it to the, you could say millennials, right? Our, mm -hmm. our generation, the younger generation, so that because there's always these generational gaps where you don't really relay or you can't. You can't resonate with a speaker if they're in different generations because that's what they've lived in. And my goal is like, okay, I got this business background. I got like a little ghetto-ness to me. And then now I can share that, put that together with like the Word of God. And that's kind of like where I'm at to be able to share. Because it's, it's just about testimony and like what he's done in my life, what he does in each and every single one of our lives. But now it's like, how do we share that? Me, I'm more of like a speaker. People like that are good with social media or creating content or building out building out designs or whatever it is, they can share God's glory and his kingdom just through that that skill. Mm -hmm. Through that because he gave us all different talents, he gave us all different gifts. But it's how we want to be able to use those to kind of like share share his message. Yeah. So that's that's our angle. I mean wherever kind of like wherever it, it leads me. Um, I do like like I said like every Sunday when I'm just sharing when I'm preaching I do get fulfillment from it and it's something that gets me like re-energized like man this is this is where I'm supposed to be like this is why I do what I do and I want to get to that point and that's another reason why I think you know I, I was led to even build businesses so then I can be able to have that type of freedom and also I can be able to build something build a platform use whatever resources God gave me to be able to take it to the next level. And there's different types of people. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone that works a nine to five, goes to school, does all that stuff, works with company. Because there's, there's different types of people, and you need to, you need to realize that. Mm -hmm. We need to realize that we're, there's so many different types of people. Like there's people that are definitely entrepreneurs. They know how to sell. They know how to do a lot. They know how to manage. They know how to grow. Know how to scale. And then there's people that are entrepreneurs that know how to take the concept that the entrepreneur that someone has built, and they're entrepreneurs. They work on the inside, and they know how to manage and scale and build that business. But they're not so good at doing the other stuff and I think that's what's so, so important about building a team and when I tell people the body of Christ I'm like man you can't do this alone like even Jesus himself you know he had to have he said I got all the power in my hands but I need 12 disciples to help me fulfill and launch this ministry and, and push this vision you need a team right you need a team to build anything that's bigger than yourself and and I agree with you that's an awesome point and I mm -hmm. feel like that's what people our age need to do and also I wanted to comment I, I agree with you 100% um, you being uh, a speaker from a little bit of a different background, I can relate more. So things you preach, someone else could say the same thing possibly, but it mm -hmm. might resonate more with me because I can relate to you on that level. Yes, yes. So I think it's powerful. Um, like I know Beta, I met him through football and everything. 
and we had a similar vision. So I think it's really powerful for people our age and the and the younger generations to surround themselves with a lot of uh, like-minded individuals and get in that space. Yeah. Um, and then you can propel yourself forward because exactly like you said, you know, you can't do it alone. Yes. And Jesus can't do it alone. <laughs> you know, the twelve disciples and everything. It's, I think I think it's powerful to put together that team. So I agree with you 100 percent on that. Yes. Yes. And that, that's what I learned. I learned a lot when I'm like studying because I read a lot of like uh, business books. That's kind of like what Ty got us on like. Mm-hmm. A book a day. I'm like, well, I could do a book a week. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I was doing that. I was reading. I read a ton of books. I got a big library of books. And then this last year, I kind of like just put left those on the bookshelf. And then kind of everything I've learned with business was cool. You know, what I've learned, all the different authors, I respect it. I'll still read it today because I want to be able to compare that wisdom with the Bible and God's wisdom. So I've just kind of been growing in that area. And I think to me, it's just been an interesting part of my life because I used to never like knock that stuff off, but. This is what uh, this is what actually what my auntie told me. So she's the one that that helps that pastors me and kind mm-hmm. of been teaching me. She's been doing real estate for over a decade plus out here oh, nice. in Las Vegas. So she does a lot of stuff in the industry, and you know different investments and whatnot. And then, but what she taught me is like she's been through it all. She's been going back and forth, and now she's like a hundred percent with God. And she goes, "Hey, RC, so." What you're going to do is when you come here, when you start learning God's wisdom from all the stuff that you've been learning with all these entrepreneurs and all these big guys, you're going to take all these, imagine that information is like books. You're going to take all those books, you're going to put it on a bookshelf, and then over time as you're starting to learn God's, God's wisdom and His word, you'll take some of those books, and some, which, which is like your information, you'll take some of those books and you'll use it for your tool belt for with who you are, but you're going to leave some books there. You're going to leave that information there because there's going to be some stuff that you're going to just kind of leave away. But what you got right now, like you're going to you're going to use that. And you're going to run because it realigns with your vision of what God has in your life. So, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. And that's that was me. And it's hard. It's hard to take take apart a lot of stuff because I'm so consumed. I'm like, no, this is how we do it. Like, this is what this mentor taught me in this book. And she's like this. But, you know, it's it's a little bit different. This is God's way. <laughs> yeah. You got to trust in him. It's different than what our natural minds think. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know, yeah, I think from a logical perspective. Um, but no, that's awesome because you can take, you know, um, what you learn from the entrepreneurial side mm-hmm. and bring it into that space, you know, in, yes. in your preachings and everything. Yes. I think that's awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've gone on some of your Instagram. Um, I was actually looking at some today. And I did notice that you have a, I can see a definite uh, passion and energy coming from the videos when you're preaching. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what other, what other avenues have you explored in business? I know you do uh, like Amazon dropshipping, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting too because I get, um, and this is also breaking like the type of mindset where people say you can't focus on too many things, right? If you, if you, try, to, if you try to chase two rabbits, you'll catch none type mm-hmm. of deal. And, you know, it's been, it's been kind of killing me. And this is where I start talking about it where, you know, God's wisdom, I'm like, man, what's impossible with man is 100% possible with God. Like, I'm that kind of guy where, okay, this is, instead of taking the natural wisdom, I'm trying to take a supernatural wisdom mm-hmm. and, try to, and try to apply that. So, uh, to answer the question, I've been, I've been doing different types of um, things. My main, my main, main biz, uh, business right now is uh, my marketing agency. So, we just help clients. Um, Pretty much if you're a personal brand or if you're selling a digital product or if you're selling a physical product, anything that's like less than a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks that's physical, that's where me and my team, we go in, we help you market on all the platforms, whatever platform, you know, I'm not saying that every product or every service should be everywhere at one time, but you find the, the little, the little spaces where you're able to grow those in and 
that's my, that's my main business. That's where I've been prospering, and I kind of went 100% with the marketing agency after after I quit ties. I just went 100%. I started. The only reason I'm still striving in it is was because of my network, mm-hmm. like my network from doing network marketing. There's a lot of those people. They're, they're business owners now doing their own thing, and then I got people that I've met in ties network, not even knowing I was going to be doing this. It was just like I built a good relationship with them, and then the rest was kind of history. So I've been working with a lot of different companies. Um, so that's that's kind of like my main foundation. I, I did a lot of drop shipping before I did like eBay drop shipping and then I did Amazon drop shipping too I, I just recently taught taught a mastermind and I think I'm learning right now it's about building a team building and positioning the right people because I can't be focusing on all the little things in every single business at this point in my life I'm like I'm not ready to scale but I am at the same time mm-hmm. and that's but that's that's my main thing I teach I teach drop shipping which was what I know from Amazon and Shopify Shopify and Amazon are two different beasts they're mm-hmm. two totally different industries so I teach that and then I do it myself and then I just hired a dropshipping mentor where he's been teaching me the last two and a half months. Uh, he, I've been looking at his stores. He's been running running ads for me and or not running it for me but teaching me how to run the ads correctly. And mm-hmm. I, I told him I'm going to come in. I know how to run ads, man. I told him that. I was like, I know how to run ads. I know how to do it. But I'm going to come in on a fresh slate and have you teach me like I know nothing. And that's me just humbling myself because I'm paying the guy to teach me how to do this. That's that's really powerful mm-hmm. because you get a lot of people that get stuck in their mindset. Yes. And that's how it goes. And they will actually still reach out for help, but they yes. won't be open to yes. you know, go, uh, gaining what has to be said. Yes. Because in their mind, they're still stuck in their own way. Definitely. And, and with marketing too, because there's, there's a thousand different ways to get success to me in marketing. Like there's, there's a lot of different ways how to brand, how to get leads, how to, how to really become successful if you do it right, right? A lot with the timing. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much the big deal. But my main thing is just helping like influencers. Like right now, most of the companies I'm working with now, they're, they're seven, eight figure companies. They're doing a lot in their industry and they either want to build a personal brand or they're trying to figure out how to get to the next level. And I, I really allocate that a lot to my network. So I don't do any type of cold outreaching. I don't do cold emailing, cold calling. I'm very strategic with the type of clients that I look for. And I get them all through Facebook and LinkedIn right now. Like I tell everyone right now, if you're, especially if you're in lead generation, you're trying to either sell people houses, you're trying to get into B2B space, LinkedIn and Facebook, Facebook groups mainly are the hottest platforms at this very moment in time. I agree. So how would you work those face, uh, Facebook groups? So let's, let's give you, let's like, let's do a practical example. Let's say, let's say you're in real estate, right? Let's just say you're in real estate. If you're in real estate and you're looking to get clients or you're looking, or you're, you're an agency, I see it from like a marketing agency point of view, mm-hmm. right? This, cause I, cause I, I actually, I coach people, um, on marketing. So I, I have a few people that I'm coaching right now. I teach them how to find leads, how to build their systems, how to do their accounting, all the, all the stuff that they need to scale and take it to the next level. So what I do, and right now I'm actually using everything that I'm teaching these guys and I'm building out a course for it because now I'm just like why don't I just productize this and, and teach massive people because mm-hmm. if, if these guys are successful it's going to move out so I just tell them like hey go into different go on Facebook you can literally go into the search bar and you can literally go look um, if, if I were in Vegas and I would, uh, this is me I just go to like Las Vegas business uh, networking or I just or I'd start looking for other businesses if I'm looking for like clients to, to actually market for real estate I go in and I just start looking at like different real estate 
uh, wherever I'll be like wholesaling Las Vegas or flipping, you know? Yeah. 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 And then from there I'd reach out, I'd build a connection. I'd, I'd friend people. I'd actually start posting in the groups valuable content on how I can get leads for them. I'll just tell them exactly how I would do it. They'll either take it and run with it and do it themselves, which is fine because I'm still building brand on them. They're like, wow, this actually worked. Like I got this from this guy named RC on a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. So they'll either tell other people or later down the line, they're like, hey, your method worked that you gave us for free. Let's go, like, what can we do? What more do you have? What more can you teach me? Now I'm ready for all your secrets. Exactly. Like now I'm ready to kind of like scale it, build the systems and see how you actually use this and do this and I don't I don't do that I don't do a lot of lead generation stuff but this mm-hmm. is just me giving an example um, because I'm more passionate about like scaling an online type product like that's kind of like been my passion that's where like the whole ties background came in and now I'm just kind of like leveraging that and kind of going and I tell people this do not try to diversify yourself or spread yourself too thin when it comes to uh, different services like a, mo- most marketing agencies when they go in they try to offer multiple things like hey I'll post for you, you every day I'll create and video video edit all this content for you I'll run ads for you I'll build your landing page I'll build your web like they're trying to offer everything the full package yeah and me and my agency like I say hey this is what we do we do paid traffic we do landing pages because I just want to be able to get you leads get them in the door and if you need another agency that can create video content that can edit photos like then I, I might have another agency or I might be able to outsource other people to help you do that mm-hmm. for your for your company, and and that's good. So you can provide the absolute best service possible yes. on the landing pages and and helping generate the leads because you're not spread so thin trying to do this yes. for them and this for them, and you can really hit that 100. percent Yes, and that's how that's actually how most agencies are able to scale too. Mm-hmm. Very minimal work, but you get paid not the how many hours you put in. I tell people you don't get paid by how many hours you put in. They pay you based on the value and the results that you can bring them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's powerful. What you would do is. Um, um, providing the free content because um, a lot of people don't want to give away their services for free. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to get paid right off the bat, but you need to show your value. You need yes. to show what you're worth in order for them to trust and believe in your product. Yes, especially nowadays. Everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. Everybody can say anything. And man, I, I go into all these Facebook groups and I see all these marketers and all these people saying, oh, do this, do that. And then everyone contradicts each other. I'm like, if I then this is a practical example I get, tell people I say hey stop listening to everybody go on YouTube li- like literally subscribe to 10 20 YouTube channels and only listen to those channels they get make sure they're practical they give you a ton of inf- information up front and it's just it's just value driven but stop listening to everybody that's mm-hmm. my thing listen to very very few people when you get into any type of business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah knowing the background on it and you know doing your homework on that is is good too yeah um, so what what plans do you have in the in the future, man? With with everything you're oh, actually, first I want to ask I wanted to ask you this. So you've been going on this entrepreneurial path, you know, and you see a lot of the stuff on Instagram and the Facebooks. They document um, entrepreneurial path is it's not just a you know the straight line right up to the top. There's <laughs> dips and there's valleys and there's highs <laughs> and there's lows. So I just wanted to ask you if there's any point in time where. Um, you felt like maybe this wasn't for you or you need to go back to school or you needed to just you know conform to a traditional nine to five again not, not that there's anything wrong with that but um, you know gravitate back towards that that lifestyle <laughs> man all the time man <laughs> all the time there's a I've only been running my agency full-time and I think I, I, I can attest this is the most success I've had in business but it didn't it wasn't 
one year or overnight. It was seven years of information, seven years of me being in different environments to get to this point. And then when I got, because I failed pretty much my whole life, like the whole time. Yeah, I got some success. I built, I built a pretty big team in network marketing. We had some success and then it fell again. And then I was like, do I got to do this all over again? You know, a few hundred distributors, customers, sellers. And I'm like, man, and then it falls right back down. And I, I went through that. And then I did it where I went into a full-time job. I learned a ton of stuff. And then now I'm kind of, I'm back out with the whole business entrepreneur. And that's where I decided like, okay, not putting my eggs in one basket. Cause when I was, when I'm running my agency, there's literally months where I'd be in my highs. I'd be making 10, 12, 15 K. And then two, three months later, I'd lose some of those clients. And then this was like six months into my journey. I was like at two, 2k a month 3k a month i'm like what is like this what is this like i felt really depressed i felt like is this part of the journey which it is it it is part of it and that's where i realized building and keeping a pipeline full for any business is crucial especially when you're selling a service Mm -hmm. it's crucial when i tell people they're selling a product yeah the, the product might be out in three three four months like let's say you're trying to sell i don't know a heater during the winter what are you going to do over the summer? You know, like you got to be innovative. You got to, you got to really figure out what's the next hot product. What's the next winning product. And then, or if you have an evergreen type of product, then you start to figure out how can I create this into a monthly membership? How can I create this so that I can monetize from the current customers and clients that I have now through email marketing, through just branding, because these people already follow me. They already trust us. How can I sell them a product that's still within the space that doesn't go outside of our brand, that's still able to make us profit, but also we're able to deliver a good product or service so yes you do go through those downs and i think that's why when with entrepreneurship there's this like creative perspective and actually i, I could talk about this too if you don't if, if you don't mind like the three types of people oh, yeah go for it yeah so there's three types of people and i learned this from tony robbins his business mastery so he charges like 10 15k for like five six seven days for a whole week to learn this type of information and i went i actually for one whole year i went through all of uh most of tony robbins uh mentorships and his stuff really? so it was the year before i left ties uh we spent i spent a good amount just for the ticket and then we went to we went to um, a, a few different places. Man, I can't even think of the spot anymore, but it was out of the country. And we just, you know, we just went to all these different masterminds. I met a ton of great people. That's also how I have clients too, because I met a lot of other business owners. So every event I go to, they're just all business owners. And I know I can give them that type of value. And you know, by, the, by that time, this is what he taught us. He said, there's three types of people. And if you can be all three, that's amazing. It's very rare for somebody to be all three. So there's one, which is the creative artist. The creative artist in the marketing terms are one that can run the ads, that can run the, the paid traffic, that can really brainstorm on what types of audiences, how to create the good creatives, how to write the good copy so that it compels and it can reach the type of audience that you're looking for. So there's the creative artist. Number two is the manager slash operator, meaning once you have the systems built then it's it's someone that goes in and can just manage the day-to-day right because there's there's a point in a business where you have somebody that's sustaining the business keeping the business going and then you have somebody else that's growing the business that's pushing it forward that's getting more clients that's moving moving the needle forward so the business is growing exponentially while someone's maintaining it and that's the manager slash operator and then number three is is the entrepreneur which is the person that goes out there that can just kind of sell, that can just mm-hmm. sell and share and sell the vision of where the company's going, can sell the brand, can sell the personality so that you can start locking deals with these people. And that's all that branding is. Branding equals trust at the end of the day. The reason why we say Kleenex 
rather than tissue papers because they branded on our they put that on our mind mm -hmm. so it's just branding and it's the trust so you have the creative entrepreneur the creative artist you have the uh, operator slash manager and then you have the, uh, the entrepreneur personally I can do every single one but I don't want to do every single one every day because you're gonna get burnt out mm -hmm. and that's where you find the right people to fill those positions and you just focus on the one that you're good at you might be the creative artist and creative entrepreneur or, or, or the creative artist slash director and then you have someone that's operating and then someone that's building and moving the needle like your sales team your sales guys right so mm -hmm. those that's very key for a lot of a lot of things in me I was always managing the business my first six months that's why I, I lost all those clients yeah because I was managing I was managing I was building everything out I was like a one-man army doing everything and then I realized in 2019 I had to take on two of my good friends I took one at the beginning of January one a few months ago and now I'm a lot more stable because mm -hmm. I'm out there I'm still getting doing what I'm good at which is sharing the vision building connections and finding the right people to work with that's awesome. Yeah, and then again, that kind of goes back to, you know, once you're in that one space and you can focus on that, you can give it 100% and then you don't have to spread yourself thin yes. and maximize efficiency. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So how would, you, how would you recommend someone find those type of people? You know, that's a great question because uh, I get a lot of people that, that, uh, that really ask that because they're always looking for the right people and I'm like, you know what, I think it's just growing your network, growing your associations. I, I tell people this, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. And I'm so good with like, I'm so, oh, I'm so blessed that these last couple years I had a lot of hater friends. Network marketing showed me who my real friends were. <laughs> that they could be like, hey, yeah, I support you. And then they'll go behind your back and start talking mad, mad stuff about you behind your back. Where like I'm like, man, just like be real. Like if you support me, cool. If you don't, it's it's totally fine. Mm. So I started to cut myself off from people that I thought were my friends because I was a dancer. That's kind of like how I grew up. I was leading dance teams. I was like my senior year b-boy president. I was the gentleman's dance captain for our, our dance team, and then I was also our hip hop uh, dance team captain as well. So I was I was a captain and leader of like three different dance teams, and it just taught me that what I was good at too. So when you put yourself in those types of positions, you'll start to attract certain people. But I think it's it's a process building over time. I could tell you like, hey, if you're just getting started off, you don't have friends that are like-minded, go on Upwork, go on Fiverr, go on all these. Uh, there's another one called freelance.com. You can go on all these. There's even ones where you can hire like straight just Filipinos. I think it was like it was like ph.freelance or something.com. But you can literally go on there. And I teach that in, in uh, my dropshipping course because people are always looking for people. And just find those people to fill it in. And as you start to build your network you go to all these networking events and then you'll find people like I know somebody that can grow Instagram accounts like that and they're, they're reliable they're good I don't do that but if my client needs that I will partner up with them they'll give me the referral free we'll partner up because I found the client I'm like the finders fee right and then they know how to fulfill it and then it's like win-win so going out I think to networking events is one I, I do love Facebook groups I'm in a, a ton of Facebook groups with like with like online marketers that are specialized in like copywriting writing compelling copy or whatever they're good mm -hmm. at and you know or hey I only do just video editing and content creation I'm like okay cool if I need you for a future client I'll keep you in my Rolodex so I think I think that's good we, we live in an, uh, in, in an age where it's easy to connect with people now like before I, I remember my my grandpa was telling me like, yeah, you actually had to, you know, they didn't have Snapchat. Like you actually had to go up to the lady and actually chat, right? Like chat with them. <laughs> yeah. right? And so I was like, oh yeah, you know, that's true. But now it's easy to just like someone's picture. And they're like, hey, this person like, and then follow them and then follow back. And next thing you know, you guys are like friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's powerful. There's a lot more avenues now, yeah. um, you know, to connect with like-minded people. So yeah. I feel like it's an awesome time to be, 
to be alive in the perfect space to be in, you know, for a young entrepreneur to set themselves up for success. For sure. There's so many resources and it takes time to build a network. I'll tell you that. Like, it's not going to be easy. I, ha- I actually cut out a ton of different partnerships because these guys were trying to take my clients. They're trying to do all this weird stuff. And I'm like, man, I brought the client. Like, let's partner up on this together. I can bring more value, man. Like, we can do something big. But you, I had to cut. And I think I, I, this is what I think, too, because I've heard it so many times that the wrong partnerships in business is kind of like what allows the business to fall apart. A lot of the times it's the wrong people, it's the wrong partnerships because I, I truly believe everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm-hmm. Like whatever's at the top, it flows all the way down to the, the, the person that's even the weakest link or just got in, the brand newest person. It all affects it down the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you consider yourself a leader? Yeah, you know what? I, I would. They, they, leadership is influence, nothing less, nothing more. So as long as you have a strong influence uh, uh, above your team, because they're going to see you at your downfalls. Sometimes you want to blow up. I want to blow up. There's days where I want to blow up. And I'm like, thank. I'm like, man, good thing I got the Lord. You know, good thing I got God in my life because he kind of gives me that kind of strength so I don't blow up on my team like that. Because I'm like, yo, the, the client is like, they needed this like yesterday. Like, what's going on? Uh, and then I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. And that, that was also another part of my problem. I would go in and I would do the work. Just to over deliver, mm-hmm. like if something, and that's that's us as leaders, as and leaders is like lead your sh- leadership, lead your ship. Uh-huh. You're leading. If you're leading a team, if you're influencing any type of people, you're you're pretty much a leader. Like, and but here's the thing: just because you're a manager or you have a certain title in whatever area, doesn't make you a leader, right? Yeah, it's I not the title; it's the influence that you have on these people, and it has to be a positive influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and I, I do agree with you. I feel I feel like that uh, it doesn't. The leadership doesn't just come with the title. Like even even from the ground floor in a company, you know, someone could come in and they can they can be a leader yeah. right off the bat. And uh, I can use this example from sports, is because you know they say like I don't. They would always say. Uh, and this was college and high school. I don't care if you're the damn third string punter or you're the <laughs> senior starting uh, quarterback. Like you can be a leader, yes. you know, and set yes. that example. Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. So, what what tips would you um, give to someone who wants to be a leader? You know, I think it, I think it comes with just uh, finding people that that are good that are good leaders. I think that's the biggest thing is just finding someone that's already a good leader and kind of emulating, reading their books, reading their biographies, seeing how they lead their company. And nowadays, everyone's on IG stories or Facebook stories nowadays or Snapchat. Snapchat's kind of dying. I kind of see it. Yeah. I think IG. I think Zuckerberg's. Uh, you know, he's he's a boss for what he's done and what he's doing. I think as long as Zuckerberg's alive, work everyone that has a business on Facebook and Instagram, you guys are good. You guys are solid. But once he starts to get out of here, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the future, but I'll tell you this, wherever marketing's at, wherever it's going, wherever everyone's attention's at, that's what I'm going to try to be an expert in. Um, but as far as like, leader, like you can literally follow them and see how they lead their team because they want to build influence and brand on their followers. So you'll see how they lead. You'll see the type of uh, branding they get. And you can read all these books. I know like back in the day, John C. Maxwell was good for me. He talks about the five mm-hmm. levels of leadership and how you're trying to get to the pinnacle level. And, and, and that, that level is like where people, they follow you. They don't just follow you. They don't just follow what you're doing, but they follow you because of who you are mm-hmm. and what you represent. And the person that you are, like the vision that you have already kind of get. And you want to get to that level, the pinnacle level. So John C. Maxwell is good. I know Simon Sinek. He has some good leadership stuff too. Um, there, and there's, there's a few people in the space that you just teach. Me, as I, when I'm thinking about leadership now, I'm like, man, what, what did Jesus do back in the day? That's kind of like my, my question. How did he run his ministry? How did he lead? Because he said, he said I didn't come to serve or I didn't come, I didn't come to, to be served. I came to serve. 
That's mm -hmm. what he said. So he didn't come here to, to have people serve him. He came so he can serve us. And that's what a leader is. Someone mm -hmm. that's always serving. Because when someone serves you, it's the law of reciprocity. Like you mm -hmm. want to do something back, but even maybe even greater. You yeah, know? Like, exactly. Man, this guy keeps doing this. Like, and then it keeps, you keep stacking all these points up. Over time, you're going to want to do something big for them. Like they'll, say some, they'll ask you for a big favor. You'll do it. Like no questions asked. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's the, that's the power of influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really powerful, and like you said, the you know your leadership in the company and having the right leadership mm -hmm. put in place can make or break the whole company. Huge, you know. Huge. A lot of the times, it's not it's not just a business model or it's not just a product. It's you know it's the it's the people in the organization. Yes, yes. That's why they say people over products. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of these successful entrepreneurs are kind of like building culture. It's a culture based thing. That's what I. That's what I truly see. Like a lot of these successful businesses, I look at like I don't know. I don't know how Zappos or, or how these other big companies are, but I know that they're they're always breeding in culture. Like when I was in Ty's company, man, we had we had a chef come in like every day. You know, he was actually Will Smith's old chef, cu cooking us up some good some good lunch, and it was free. You know, it was like on the house and. He would, he would take care of us. He would take care of his team. He would do his best to allocate his money to take care of the team so then we'd be happy and he'd drive a culture. And then he'd just work on the leaders and then the leaders work on the rest. Mm -hmm. And that all falls down the line. Yes, that's, yes. That's really powerful because that, that shows real leadership qualities because they know, they know how to take care of their people. Yes. And I, I feel like one leadership quality that gets overlooked a lot is, is being coachable and being open and humble. Huge, mm -hmm. huge. So if you can take like... A, because being in a leadership, it's not, like you said, it's not that defined role of the manager or anything. You don't know everything in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. being open and being a coachable, I think, is really powerful in that, in yes. that position. Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, kind of going on, what, what visions do you have for yourself in the future? Like, is there any, you know, big goal you have that you want to set out? I know you want to influence people and do anything, but is there any, like, tangible thing you want to reach? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about just uh, like in general, like I guess I guess a lot of people they see success as in what's manifested in the physical realm. That's mm -hmm. kind of like what I see. Like, what physical things are you going to do to not just impact people on an influential level, but also what are you going to be? What are you trying to do to like show people like, yo, this is real? Because there's a saying where it says they're saying like, hey, you know, believing is seeing. But then it's actually, uh, or actually seeing is believing, but it's really believing is seeing. you got to believe first before you see it. And there's mm -hmm. this whole manifestation thing. I think it's an interesting concept how it goes with biblical terms and then what people believe in, which is like law of attraction or, mm -hmm. you know, those type of terms. Uh, but long, I mean, long term for just me, I just want to be able, I, I, I truly want to be able to build like a movement. I do want to build a community. I, I want to build a community, a type of movement. I'm not sure in what industry. I know it has to do something with like aspiring people trying to build side houses, trying to build businesses or like extra types of income. Because I think I think now nowadays multiple streams of income is no longer a luxury. Multiple streams of income is actually a necessity. Mm -hmm. It's something that you even back in the day though, like my parents, they used to work two three jobs. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's no different than them working two three jobs. It's just nowadays we got the luxury of being able to create things that we don't have to put in an hourly, and then over time it'll start to ripple effect. It'll start to compound effect into something that can grow into even passive mm -hmm. passive income. You got the systems in place, and that's that's kind of like my goal. I. Obviously, like monetary style, uh, you know, I, I tell people this too, because 
a lot of people ask me like, hey, should I build a personal brand or can I still make money without a personal brand? And what I did, I didn't have a strong personal brand. Like you can look at my stuff. I'm not any type of influencer at that at that space. Like we're, when and nowadays people see influence as in like the amount of followers, right? Mm-hmm. And we can't we can't we can't uh, say anything bad about that. Like yeah, you could have a ton of followers, but doesn't mean that you can make a ton of money. I know influencers that are making 40, 50 K or they have 40, 50 K or even a hundred K following and they come up, they're asking me for consulting or people in the industry. Like, how do I monetize this? Like they don't know how to build a business around their influence. And I think what I think the thing is you, you don't need to build a personal brand. Like you could make, I'm a testimony. You can make multiple six figures a year without having a strong personal brand. It's just, but you this, the personal brand only accelerates it. It helps automate it, and it brings in more opportunities to the table. Mm-hmm. Me having me now, now if you don't have a small person, or if you have a small personal brand, you have to actually go do the work at a, at a higher scale. You got to work a little bit extra. The opportunities just don't come to you, but you can do it nowadays. You could, you can be be very lucrative. And my goal, obviously, like my my long term goal, I want to be able to create like. I want to be able to create an event, like an event space. I think the event space is so powerful nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with like online and where it's at, but there's so much synergy. How I got my la- my latest client um, recently, he's on he's like he's he's on a high high retainer. I got him because I was at a I, I was at an event. I was at a mastermind. It was a, it was a real estate event out here, and it's so interesting. He wants to build his personal brand, build a digital product. But I met him there. But I know there's a lot of deals that can get done because of the in-person interaction that we have, and also what you can do when you're creating a movement of people and you actually bring in the right people. So I want to br- I want to build a, an event, uh, an event space where at least it's quarterly. You know, a couple thousand people come in, or it'll go to a few hundred to a couple thousand people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my goal. And then obviously. Whatever God's vision on the ministry is, because there's our will and then there's God's will. There's there's a will where we got we want to do what we want to do, but God's got a different plan. And He said, you know what? But my plan is actually better, even better than what you got. Like you want this, but if you follow my plan, it's going to be better than this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like where. So when I start thinking about it, I want to be able to build that. Obviously, I, I do a lot of uh, we do real estate investments. I'm getting into uh, complexes. I do a lot of that stuff right now. So that's kind of like where I'm putting all my internet money into. Um, because here's the thing: you don't know. I don't know where the internet's going to go. I don't know where marketing's going to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the if the clients ever switch up. You know, you you lose one of your biggest clients. You lose like a third of your your monthly income. You know, it's like, and that's the scary part about it. But that's also the exciting part about it. And that's why we we start to adapt. And I think the clients that I've stayed with, that I've had even even for a whole year, it's because of the relationship that we have and they respect my hustle they respect who I am they respect my values Um, but my goal is to just build world-class people like people that are just genuinely looking to grow if you can help there's a saying if you can help people get what they want you can have pretty much everything you want Mm -hmm. my goal is like if if I can help somebody make an extra thousand dollars a month plus they their life already changed I built brand on them and then I already started a movement. That's why I started that Amazon dropshipping course. I made $10,000 my first two months, or I, I sold $10,000 in Amazon dropshipping products my first, or my, after my first month, going into my second month. I showed those results. Literally, a whole bunch of people hit me up, and I didn't even want to build this, this product. And I was like, okay, I can't be doing one-on-one mentorship with these people. So I just build it in a course mm-hmm. and then I taught people. And then one of my latest students, bro, his second month, he, he did he did exactly what I did, $10,000 in Amazon sales. And then I got a few people that are doing a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand here and there, and then they're making profit. And if I can do that at scale, and I can share that type of information. That's why I'm into all these different industries. That's why I want to learn so much different things because not everyone wants to start a marketing agency. Not everyone wants 
to, to sell real estate. Not everybody wants to, to sell products on a, a Shopify and build their own brand off of it. So I kind of want to meet them at the middle figure out what they're interested in so that they can focus on it and then teach them how to make an extra five to 500 to a thousand bucks a month. That's my goal now. That's kind of like my goal because one of the guys that I work with, they just did a partnership with Ty actually yesterday and Ty's like, it's a huge deal and it's a client that I'm building influence in. So this is already going to help. And Ty, Ty even said this, he said, he said, hey, don't focus on trying to make people millions of dollars. Focus on helping multiple people make 500 to a thousand because you're gonna start getting lawsuits because you're promising them all this other stuff. Just promise them a few hundred bucks or say that as long as they meet halfway and you meet halfway, you'll be able to do that. So that's my goal now. And as I'm doing that, as I'm scaling that, kind of just sharing God's word and kind of like what I'm used for. I think that's powerful, man. And I see everything you're doing across all different avenues and it all leads to one thing is, you know, um influencing and being of service of people and I think that's really uh, something we we kind of lack you know within our communities and wow. stuff a lot of people are more um, how does this benefit me you know how can I come out on top or you know what's in it for me if you look at social media it's social <clears throat> me dia mm-hmm. so yeah 100% bro exactly <laughs> well so you going through all the trials and tribulations and everything so far in your life, and you're still at a young age of 26, so you still have a lot of growth and everything ahead of you. But what would you off? What word of wisdom would you offer to a young entrepreneur starting out? Say they just got out of high school, maybe they don't want to go to the traditional school route. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Um, actually, I always these are kind of like um, good key terms, and I'm going to be sharing this a little bit more at my next event. I already like, oh, I think I'm going to talk about these different topics. I'll just talk about two of them. Uh, number one, number one is just self-awareness. I think a lot of people lack, and a lot of people talk about this, and it's such a broad uh, type of, you could say, what, what we're talking about, right? It's so broad, like, okay, self-awareness, like, that's cool, that's cool. But self-awareness of figuring out who you are, what you're actually good at, and then being able to double down on what it is that you're good at. So let's say you come out of high school, you don't know what you're doing. You're like, well, I, I have no idea. I, RC, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, but I want to I get into some exciting stuff like that's out there. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, this is why you got to start testing the waters, testing the different industries, start doing your research. YouTube and Google University are the best. Like you can just start, you can go into YouTube, next thing you know, you're looking at like some weird stuff, right? <laughs> or you're looking at some cool stuff like yeah. that are actually down and aligned with who you are. So I tell people, one is just self-awareness. Me, I figured out who I was. It took me a while to, to learn what I was good at, which is speaking. If you were to ask me, what's your one thing, like if you can do it in one sentence, um, how to affect other people with words. That's like that's what I search. So if I learn how to, how to affect other people with just words, then I'm already doing what I'm what I what I truly am good at, which is which brings me fulfillment. And then from there, like how to affect other people works. Okay, where where can I go to learn that? And with with these guys, I tell them self awareness, figure out what you're good at. And then I talked about the three types of personalities. Like, are you a creative person? Do you like to manage? Do you like to manage a team or manage things that are on a day to day? Or do you like to go out there and build off newer things, find new ways to innovate whatever that you're doing? And then from there, it's just finding what industry you want to be part of, what industry, what product, what service. I tell people like, hey, if you don't know but you want to get into the entrepreneurial route, get into sales. Sell something, sell anything, go into customer service because customer service people also sell stuff too. So find a job that helps you get into sales because it'll actually teach you more of who you are. I know guys that are marketers that don't like doing sales, but they got into sales to figure out still who they are, right? You got to get comfortable doing the uncomfortable. So self-awareness is big. 
Um, just and then how 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 do I know what I'm good at? Find people that you either you genuinely look up to or people that are around you and you, whether you look up to them or they're on your same level, uh, ask them, be like, hey, what are some things that I'm good at like growing up, right? And then they have to genuinely give you feedback. Like they got to give you feedback to the point where sometimes you might not even like that type of feedback. Like it's, but it's them being straight up like, oh, you know, growing up, you've been so, you've, you've always been there for people. Like even at 2 a.m. at night, like you're just like a people person. Like you're very caring. That's something that you could use to kind of take with you. Or, hey, growing up, you'd be the one that's always giving to people. Like, if, if someone didn't have a lunch at lunch, bro, you'd just, you would just offer them even a buck or two, or you'd offer them some of your lunch. Or you'd be the guy that's like firing everybody up because they're down. You see that they're down. So, kind of like those, whenever people give me feedback, I, t- I take it in. Like, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like, ooh, like, I don't care. They're ba- I'll, I'll discern, I'll figure out what their background is. Because sometimes they'll just say that just to boost you up. But then if they really meant it, and you can feel if people really meant it then you're like oh man like that's me like yeah yeah you're right you're right that's me like the person that's always caring or whatnot so self-awareness and number two is i think it's 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 the people that you're around it's it's your circle of influence it's the people that you're around and i think that's why i say go to going to events and i'm not saying that because i'm in the i'm wanting to get into the event space i'm saying that because that's what inevitably like that's pretty much what changed my life was going into the event space learning and and also connecting with people that don't try to destroy you or push you down, but actually build you up, mm-hmm. that give you good insight that, yeah, it's positive, it might be cheesy at times, but you know, there's this, there's this uh, thing where they say, you got, a, you got a glass of water and you try to fill up that water, you can either fill it with dirty stuff or good stuff, with clean water. No one doesn't want to drink out of a dirty glass of water. So we put stuff inside of us, that's what's gonna come out. You put good stuff, that's what's gonna come out. And I, it's the same thing with like, uh, a, a can there's a soda can if you guys try to crush a full soda can without opening you can't crush it but if you if you let it all go and it's mm-hmm. empty you can crush it so I tell, I tell people you can get destroyed in life you can get destroyed if you're not filled with anything either so at, at least be filled with some good stuff mm-hmm. right so I talk about self-awareness and being around world-class people that's kind of like the thing being around people that are just willing to grow have a vision for where they want to go in life I have friends that can't even the stuff that I'm spitting out, it doesn't even seem real to them. It doesn't. And if, if you're the smartest person in your group, you're in the wrong group. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Amen. Well, I, I really look forward to seeing what big things you come up with in the future. I think you got a bright future ahead of you. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time. But do you want to look at the cameras? Um, kind of plug your information. Where can people find stuff about you? You know, where can they come to this event? Um, you know, where your ministry is and all that. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm on all platforms. Uh, Instagram. Instagram has been the main just at this point. So Instagram at RC, just the two letters, Simon, S-I-M-O-N, at RC Simon. Uh, I'm on Facebook too, RC Simon, YouTube. You can like literally Google me on RC Simon. You'll see all my stuff up there. Like I've kind of like made it to that point. And that's another thing. People can do that. Once you've built enough content on all platforms, they'll look up your, 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 whatever your keyword is and you'll be found. So at RC Simon across all platforms, LinkedIn, wherever it's at, uh, YouTube. I, I started a YouTube channel earlier this year, started growing that. Uh, and then my ministry route here in Las Vegas. Um, you guys can look up at Simply Uncaged Gifts with an S at the end. At Simply Uncaged Gifts. It's on my it's on my Instagram as well. But that we, we have a we have actually a Christian gift shop out here. So just sharing God's word, spreading the good message, and then 
Uh, yeah, and then also just my website, RC Simon, as well. If, the, if you guys want to hear about the events that are coming, it'll just pretty much be on my social media. We're not really blasting it out there as of now, but that's where most of our events are at. We'll, we'll just be on my social media and then the other influencers that we're working with, too. Awesome. So. I look forward to that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna plan to come to one of those events. Sweet. Like Sweet. Yeah, I was talking to Nate about it. But yeah, I really appreciate appreciate you being on, man. Sweet. Thank you, Tyson. Uh -huh. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your support and watching and liking our videos. Please don't forget to subscribe and also follow our Facebook page, Loyal to the Soil Dash Podcast. Thank you very much. It's very much appreciated.